Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. It's dark outside, and welcome to the Talk and Talk Show. This is going to be a cracker tonight, because I think we're all in a good mood for a change. I'm going to introduce you to the team tonight. In yellow, Craig Courtney. Good evening, all. And in red, Paul Hipkiss. Evening, all. Uh, in grey, the one and only chairman, Mr Alan Morton. Good evening, all. And uh, in beige, shall we say beige? Beautiful word, that isn't it, beige? <laughs> Russian, Russian from work, Mark Adams. Hello, everybody. Hope you're okay. And the man in black with the headphones on, the one only Mr. Chris Brown. And from myself, very good evening. This show is sponsored by Boyle Sports, principal sponsor of Birmingham City Football Club, coming to you now for the next 90 minutes. And here we go. Let's introduce you to our very special guest tonight, the one and only Blues aficionado, um, sportsman, reporter, this, that, and the other. He's done, he's done a lot, ladies and gents. And, uh, he's, he's been all over and seen it and done it. Uh, great to have you back with us again, the one and only Mr. Chris Scudder. Good evening, gents, KRO and all that. I've even got a T-shirt, it says, end of the road, keep right on to the... It's oh, actually nothing to do with football, but it's a music festival down. I, I go to quite often down in the south, but uh, it's a good T-shirt, isn't it, end of the road? Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Well done. Yeah, so we're all, we are in a good mood, aren't we? I was, I was, uh, I was there on... Uh, on Friday night, and uh, rare appearance for me because working at the weekends and everything in our business, it's uh, not that easy. But yeah, it was great. I was amazed how how good the atmosphere was. Thought it'd be a low crowd with the TV being live and everything, but it was uh, it was great and uh, good to see some old faces too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good, good atmosphere. We've got ourselves a team now, haven't we? I think it's fair to say that after this many games now, I'm confidently saying we've got ourselves a team. They're all fighting for the badge. They're fighting for each other. They're fighting for us fans and. Every single one of them is doing us proud and uh, long may it continue, you know. Um, let's not get ahead of ourselves, obviously, as I've said just before we went live, because, you know, in this league is that daft this season that a couple of defeats, you know, you're suddenly back down there and a couple of wins, you're in the playoffs. So let's hope that we can keep picking up positive results on a regular basis now moving forwards between now and the end of the season. And like I've said before, the opportunity is there. The opportunity is there because nobody's running away with this league this season. Um <laughs> So let's let's uh, you know let's let's think positive. Obviously, I'm thinking positive, and I think this team now, if we can keep them all fit, you know, this team now has genuinely got what it takes. I think to to push us on, definitely for top sort of twelve. I'd say, um, definitely top half. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, it's not it's just the, the results. though, is it? It's the performance. It's the togetherness. It's a team spirit. That's something that we haven't seen for many many years at St Andrews, uh, mm. and now you know what it is. 
it's the crowd. It's coming back. The yeah. voice. Mm. Yeah, well, you know what it is, though, yeah. You know, I, I noticed this. Um, I'm not a regular visitor for, for the reasons I've just mentioned, but for the last 10 years, whenever I've gone, it's always flat as a pancake, you know, apart from the odd game. Yeah. You know? no, but it, it, it's, I really noticed that, the, the, you know, the, the fans feed off what they see. And you could just sense it felt like the old days to me. And that's that's really weird, you know. For given the fact that the front of the t- the Tilton's gone and, and the front of the copper's gone as well, I was re- I thought it was really great, you know. And uh, yeah, that's because they, they they like what they're seeing, you know. And, and you, you, the players feed off you feed off each other. Yeah, mm-hmm. players feed off the crowd. Crowd feed feed off what the players are doing. And if you've got that. You know, you, you, you're laughing. I think, and uh, that's that's a, that's a real step forward for me. Yeah. We are fickle, right? We demand. We absolutely demand, and we haven't had what we've been demanding for many, many years, right? We've had everything unsettled from the board to the management to the structure to the stadium to the everything. Everything we've been our football club has been a mishmash of a complete and utter mess for the last ten years, eleven years. Yeah, it's it, it, it has been. It's been as long as that. Ten years. It really has, hasn't mm-hmm. it? It's just been not fun. It's not been fun. It's been a. It's been a chore. We say it every week. It's been a chore. You come out. You come out at full time. You come in. I mean, we, you know, you file out. Your hands in your pockets, sort of yawning, looking down glum. But Friday, you could hardly yourself think because everyone was just buzzing. It was just. Yeah. It, it, was, said, it was amazing. I said before the season started. You know, I've enjoyed three seasons since we got relegated, and that was under Hugh Monk. Mm. And Gary Rowett, obviously Gary yeah. Rowett time as well, but this is definitely up there with those times this season so far. You know, we've got a really is. he's put together a cracking side, and the, the recruitment has been outstanding. And full credit to Craig Gardner in what he's been doing as well for that. Um, but yeah, we genuinely look like we're holding our well, own. You've got to think though, Paul, that the Rowett era went wrong. Yeah, every era that we've had over the last ten and eleven years has gone wrong. And I haven't seen a team so spirited, so together, so pulling for each other uh, uh, and willing the crowd on as as I'm watching now. I haven't seen no, it for years. Really, really we've got, encouraged. We've got that we've got that a bit in the squad now, we've got that bit of extra quality as well. You know, we've got a lot of, well, we've got players on loan from the Premier League, haven't we? You can tell, mm. you know, a lot of them have probably got the lots of Longello, trusty, you know, Hannibal. Have definitely got the potential to play in the Premier League, and I hope that's going to be with us one day. Yeah. You know, a lot of the clubs in the Championship are doing it now. It's a you know, it's becoming a common path. You know, yeah, um, because yeah. what a grounding, and that league is 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 a lot better than people um, think. I was with a, a QPR pal on Friday uh, who's not seen much of Blues, and he agrees that the Championship is is much better this season. Mm. Um, than it's been for a while, you know, and that, I think that's probably because the, it's being fed with with top players. You know, it's it's always yeah. been competitive. I think um, you get better every season, though, Chris. To be fair, yeah, just it just seems to creep up that little millimeter by millimeter. Yeah. It's mm. very watchable. I think it was a great game Friday. Um, mm. You know, and I, I, it's, it's interesting. I, I did a th- I wrote a, an article for an Arsenal fan who has blue nose family uh, runs a fanzine or something down there and he asked me to, to do something on trusty and i've noticed that they're all starting to pay attention now uh, if you look at twitter after <laughs> trusty scored the two goals the other week and the one on friday they're all starting to talk about him you know uh, even the west ham fans uh, manny longello 
they they like to know what's what's underneath and they they see the championship now for what it is it's a a place where the players who are not getting regular football uh, with them are playing at a very good standard where it's very competitive and you know it's going to be fantastic for them hopefully mm. we can sign them but yeah i think, <laughs> I think as well if if um, messi or ronaldo had scored that goal trusty scored on friday it probably would have been on sky sports repeated at least 20 times yeah. over the last yeah, yeah. Days. Yeah. That was, he genuinely meant that, didn't he? It was absolutely. It was a weird one, wasn't it? It's just instinctive, wasn't it? I mean, it could have gone yeah, anywhere, yeah. but it went in. <laughs> yeah. And when they do, like the John Gale one at the, the Land of Dakar, you know what? You remember <laughs> forever, don't you? I can still see that overhead kick at Wembley in 1991. Yeah. I can still vividly hear that, well, the most enormous roar I think I've ever heard in my life mm-hmm. when that goal in. It was incredible, and and you know you 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 score one of them, you score three maybe in your in your lifetime, and that's it, you know. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. so. I wrote something on social media on Friday, and I was a little bit disturbed with um, and I, I don't want you to actually have to comment on this. You can if you wish, but entirely up to you. How um, London centric Sky are again, <laughs> and how, how much they are against Birmingham City Football Club. It was. Who was, was the, I don't know. I didn't watch it. Who was, who was the uh, who was the pundit on, on Friday? Elias somebody. Who? Elias somebody. Well, I don't know. No, I don't know. Lee Hendry. Uh, it was Lee Hendry. Yeah, Lee Hendry. It's blind. Yeah. <laughs> his dad is a blue nose. Yeah. I know. I've met Lee. He's, he's, a, he's, a, he's okay, actually. I know he's, he's you know one of them. Well, but yeah, Lee, Lee co commentated on the Baggies game when we beat the Baggies, and I thought he was actually quite you know partial, if I'm honest, for a for a Villa fan. Yeah. Um, you know, better than Don Goodman, I think. I know Don as well, but he always never has a good word about Blues. Don't know why. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think Lee, Lee's fair, I think. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, Paul. Who remembers Paul Hendry? I do. Yeah. Yes. 1974, yeah. three. Yeah. yeah. Me, Alan, and Nick probably do. It's all about Twinkle, my mother's eye then. I remember scoring a goal for Blues, but he was in the same team as Trev, wasn't he? And um, Yeah. Bob Latchford and that. Um, it was kind of in and out of the team. Uh, people with people like Jimmy Calderwood. Remember him? Jimmy Calderwood. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, people I don't, I don't, sort of fringe players, you know, but but uh, part of that really great period where, where mm. you know, the crowds were big and we were, we were decent. Mm. Very decent. Um, we've, 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 we've had, hang on, Paul, we've had nearly 100 comments so far, so I'll just I'll just slip through a few of them just so we can catch up here. Uh, Nigel says, uh, pleasure being back to having a smile back on my face walking out of the ground. Dennis mm. wants to know what's happened to Nick's hair. <clears throat> Longello, was, there's a lot of, lot of talk about Longello. Uh, um, what a goal. Uh, was a cracking goal that was, wasn't it? It was, yeah, yeah. Uh, ro- robe, go- robe goes, points come. And Mark's friend Hannibal has made some difference. Mm. Uh, oh, here's, here's a good one, Chris. I think, um, uh, what does Chris think about potential takeover? The potential takeover from Lopez. Yeah, well. Let's, let's get straight into it. Come on. Yeah, well, um, I was thinking about that today. And there's one word that lingers for me right now. And it is five letters, limbo. <laughs> Limbo. That's what it is. It's you know the the, the I, was, I, I was just walking in front of the bo- the the director's box the other night. Um, Shane was there. Who else was there? Uh, Craig, usual thing. Um, uh, and Max was there. That's all really. Uh, uh, the way I look at it is the the Chinese. They they want us. They want to spin this out because they they need um, to 
find something to fill the Hong Kong listing, take the club away, sell it now, they're going to lose their listing. So it's going to take them a while to, 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 to fill it with, with something. I don't know what. Uh, um, so the, the, the longer it takes for them, it gives them time to, to get everyone off their backs. And it's now, you know, it's fallen on Lopez and Richardson to show that they've got the money and they have the, the inclination to do this. Now, it's obviously complicated by the EFL because they're going to be asking all kinds of questions, all kinds of questions about, you know, the club as a going concern. Uh, who is paying the, the, the wages at the moment? Do we really know? Is it Lopez and Richardson or is it the Chinese or is it a bit of both? The, the EFL, what they want is that, that, that somebody's going to run it as a, as a going concern. Um mm-hmm. So that all the checks are going to take a while because I don't know really what kind of, uh, I mean, the trouble is, I mean, you've got the people in China, you've, you've got people who say they're running the club at the moment and the EFL is a kind of middle middleman. So um, at some point there's going to be, have to be, is this on or is this not, isn't it? It seems yeah. to be a bit weird. Mm. I, mean, I spoke to Paul Richardson on the phone. I spoke to him about half an hour a few months ago. And he was, you know, he was he was very keen. Um, he one question I did ask him was, what was his you know background at Blues? He, he's not like a lot of us maybe in in this room now. Uh, his dad wasn't a football fan, so he didn't get it like that. It's something he's kind of acquired, or he's been along in the last sort of yeah ten years or so. Possibly, he's not maybe the diehard that we all are, but um, mm. you know, he he was around when Carson uh, got into all those problems and he was involved in potentially uh, getting hold of the club, that didn't happen. And it went to the people who are running the club now, unfortunately. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a mess. It's, uh, so it limbo is what is, is probably a good word at the moment. There's nobody really knowing. But, but you know, if, if you keep winning... People yeah. don't notice, do they? I mean, that's, I that, that, we've been losing yeah. now. If we'd have, we'd have got beaten and didn't oh, yeah, start yeah. this season very well, did we? No, no, uh, no, and no. it looked, you know, that if that had continued, I mm. think now the pressure would really be uh, on. And the protests as well. The protests, yeah. It's it's died back, you know, the old football adage. It's as good as your last result, really. And there's a genuine feeling of um, optimism at the moment, Mm. I'd say. Yeah, uh, but that's all you know. That's because you know Craig Gardner's done a great job. I had a ch- chat with Craig because I was going past the other day, um, and you know he seemed pleased, fairly pleased. He's done a great job. He's, but he's got great contacts, you know, sp- especially at Man United uh, with uh, uh, Darren Ferguson. Um, so yeah, and mm. you know, he's got West Ham uh, as well. So. Uh, and if they, if Premier League clubs see their players getting great exposure at club like Blues, they're going to keep doing it with a bit of luck. Mm. Yeah. I said after the game, make I a reappearance. There she is. Oh, she's baby, baby, baby. <laughs> um, Chris, shouldn't we just declare war on China and seize their assets? <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. Over to you. <laughs> Simple enough, isn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah. Now listen, I. Uh, well. Uh, and, and unless the, the, the EFL force the hand, um, and there's so many different theories going around at the moment. 
Uh, I don't think anyone really knows where, where, where it's going, but the new people are, are waiting. Have they got the money? Have they not got the money? Or are, are the AFL asking questions about the, the, the old lot or the soon to be old lot uh, about, you know, um, the involvement of Mr. King allegedly. So, you know, it's an imponderable really. But, Craig, I think Craig, you wanted to come in there, didn't you? Yeah, well, I was, was going to say on, on Friday, it, the you know, I asked everybody as I do after every game for three words, and the three words that sum it up for me at the moment: a feel good feeling. Mm. You know, it's there. Um, everybody, there was an air of optimism before kickoff against QPR, yeah. which I've not felt going into a ground for a while. You know, we're always thinking, ah. Oh, against top teams, that's it, we're not going to have a chance. But mm. actually, people thought we were going to get a result. When we came out, and I've, I've seen some of the comments, never smiled so much, never heard such positive comments. Mm. Um, it's, it, it's back, and now what the club have got to do is focus on maintaining that. It's mm. we, we, I'm not going to say we're going to go away and win every single game, but if they turn up and play like they did on a Friday and they go and lose 2-0 then nobody's going to complain but if they start doing no. like they did that second third game into the season when they were just looked as though they were completely down and out and didn't care and then that's that's all going to start come back and, and we'll start getting that negativity back I want to shout out one player of, as well we've mentioned Hannibal but one other player that for me has not looked out of sorts and has strengthened the team in my in honest opinion He's highly deep. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. He's like a new man, isn't he? He's got a good yeah. player next to him, hasn't he? Standing so, yeah. in a three yeah. like that, he, you know, Trusty is good. Sanderson's yeah. decent. Mm-hmm. So, uh, in the past, you know, Harley Dean and Mark Roberts together, a bit dodgy. Yeah, definitely. Mistakes in there. Really mm-hmm. serious question for the whole team, right? I want you to discuss this amongst yourselves, or, or I, I'm going to, I'm going to back up to ask the question. If we continue to play like we've been playing for the last few weeks, and if, and I know it's a big I and a big F, right, we creep up that table and creep up that table, do you think the Chinese will want to keep hold of us? That's a great question. (laughs) Yeah, well, this is it. I mean, the longer it kind of, you know, it's it's a muddle through, isn't it? And they're kind of, well, they let's get it straight they don't want to lose the listing do they if they no, still lose they lose the listing i think so mm-hmm. you know they want they've got they want time so they've got somebody coming in and maybe paying some of the bills we think at the moment so it kind of works for them um and it's a bit woolly you know within what was it a two-year f- time frame mm. um but i t- Shoot me down if you like, but I mean, I, I think most Blues fans would settle for that, wouldn't they? If, if the if the team is improving, 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 and the handover has to be yeah. slow. I don't know, Chris. What about the longer term? Well, and I think I'm saying that because of, 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 of what I've seen over the last 11 years. If somebody said to me now... Yeah, I mean, listen, we all know it's a disaster, but yeah. if if it, it's not going to be quick. This isn't going to happen next week, I don't no. think. Um, so... If it does take two years and the team is improving all the time, then most people would settle for that, wouldn't they? Yeah. So, I, 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 I'd I think, take it any day of the week. Any think, day of the week. Especially, especially I, knowing that Maxi and Paul are the two, you know, in, involved. 
Mm. I think it's since, mm, go on, Paul. It's since it's since we put the new mats in reception. I reckon the gypsies. <laughs> <laughs> Under, all the old man. No, 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 nobody has mentioned the beard at all, have they? No one's mentioned the beard. We've only lost one game since we changed the mats in reception. Never mentioned the fact they've only been in for four days, like, but you know what I mean? I'll tell you what I did, guys. Tell you what I did notice because I was, I was in the Jasper on Friday uh, and the, the, the mood in there was really upbeat, I thought. It really was. And when I came in, when I came into the through the you know, the double doors when that big protest was now, everyone's banging on the windows. When was that last season? Um, yeah. yeah. When I came in, there was four times more staff than there used to be. Um, everyone was sort of jumping to attention and everyone was, you know, checking this, that and the other. It just felt like a bit more professional. Um, it, it just felt a bit more urgent, like a like a, a club that was uh, going somewhere for, for, mm. for, compared to, like, you know, I'm, I, I see it all through that prism of 10 years of total decline and ruin that's what it's been you know um seems you know, i was god the spurs game when we got relegated in 2011 yeah uh, i was with alex I, I was at that game i was with alex mcleish and he you know he said i said don't you're not gonna leave are you <laughs> months later he was gone but but it was what you know as, as soon as that happened really it was just downhill wasn't it yeah um and that, yeah, the home games. I think the Blues always had a good away support, so it doesn't really give you a good idea of of what it's like. It's the home games where you mark it, don't you? It's a bit like you look at Man United, all the troubles they've had since Fergie left. Their home games are like a morgue usually. Mm. It's like that. it's been like that at Blues, isn't it? You go there, and it's all, sort of flat. And where was where was the old the old God? You know, my book. Um, which you can see behind me there, Underdogs yes, in Youth House. It's a World Cup book, but but it's um. Did you, did you, have you not mentioned your book? Not yet, yeah, no, <laughs> no, I haven't. I just have now. But I, I, I it, 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 the blues is the backdrop, um, and there's a lot of stuff from, you know, how how the club informed what I went on to do, and the kind of magic from those early days, um, late sixties, seventies, for me. I've just not been, you know, there. And you know, compare it to the last ten years, you just cannot. It's just. It's a tra- it's a tra- tragedy, really, that w- what's happened. But it just the other night just reminded me. I just reminded me that this place could be fantastic. Yeah, uh, hostile. You know that all the all the things that made it great. The night games. Yeah. Um, it was like that in the nineties and the Baths. You know, it's yeah. great. I remember, yeah. you remember when we played Brentford that night, that one when we got promoted, 95, yeah. was it? Yeah, yeah. It was absolutely yeah. rocking third division. It was absolutely rocking. Yeah. You know, the Ipswich games in the cup. Ipswich Oh, yeah. my God, it was fantastic. <laughs> I think that's, that's, that's the game incredible. that broke the, broke the stands, I think. It was, you know, you, could, you, you wouldn't have wished to be anywhere else that night. It was it's just yeah. unbelievable. And the, West, you know, and the West Ham game in the cup and the Villa game yeah. in the cup when we beat them in the, you know, the, the start of that 10 years of decline. There's been mm. nothing like it since, has there? No, no, uh, can no. I just tell you, I think we're just, over tell you Chris, just tell you Chris we're already getting recommendations for your book uh, coming in there yeah. you go hey, happy days I don't know Chris. there's lots of blues in it trust me yeah 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 Some, uh, Carol it's just said, uh, game and its own special atmosphere as well sorry mm. the Fulham game where we needed to win that one to, to stay in the league uh, yeah. we'll, we'll celebrate yeah. I mean it, that draw, was that draw going on. back to um, uh, no we're not we goal in the last game We'll celebrate a draw like Man United will celebrate winning the Champions League. <laughs> oh, we're good at that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just make a good point here from Michael Harrison. Uh, he just said, without Beanie, we wouldn't be where we are. He's simply brilliant and does all the mm-hmm. dirty clean-up work. 
And yeah, I'm really worried yeah. about going back. Oh. Oh, every word of that. He's been absolutely outstanding since he joined us. Absolutely. We don't want to go back, do we? Hey, lads. <laughs> Mark, just on the... Uh... Well, we've got you. There's an awful lot of comments, especially from our friend Mark Meredith out in the States. So, uh, good morning to you, sir. I think it still is. Um, it is. He wants to know, where's Mark's marks on Hannibal? And that's been uh, a couple of comments now on, on a few of them. So, Mark, let's hear your Mark's marks on Mark's Hannibal, please. Over to you. Can we do it out of, ten? Uh, out of ten this time? Yeah, should we give ten, you out of ten? Oh, is it five or ten? I reckon ten. Oh, because I've only given 3.9. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's I've about enough, that I think. Probably that's 7.8. Yeah. Oh, look, he's already there. 7.8. He's unlucky not to get the eight. Um, I mean, I've said week after week, you know, it's just a breath of fresh air. Ever since you walked in the club. <laughs> you, know, you know that guy, he got, t- he got told off, didn't he, allegedly, by, um, we're going to have a word with him. Do you see that? Uh, uh, because he's been a bit yes. aggressive. Yeah. By, well, by his, um, trust me, by his that, that, that is a classic example of a quote that is out of context. It, it, the headline was, we're going to have a word with him, as in, I'm going to have a word with you. That's mm-hmm. not what happened. We're going to have a word with him because somebody asked, you know, he's made a big difference, his aggression. And um, sometimes he oversteps the mark. And Eustace has, has said, yeah, well, you know, we'll have a word about that. But but listen, they don't want to lose that aggression because he makes a massive difference, like a bit like Robbie Savage, you know, that kind of yeah. that kind of thing. Um, it, but it, it it's not a story where he's being told off. Not not at all. It's just you know he needs to just be careful of curbing it. You know, uh, yeah, I think he's going to be. I think he's going to be a very good player. Do you think we'll um, see him on start on Wednesday? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we some... the same eleven that started the QPR game. Yeah, I would have I'd... thought so. Yeah, I'd start the same eleven. To be fair, yeah. I mean, the only reason why he wouldn't is maybe because we've got a game Saturday as well, and he might want to maybe, yeah. maybe freshen it up a little bit. But I don't know. I'd like to think we can play because we've got the World Cup coming up. We've got a month off anyway. What so... do you think, Paul? When it looks as fresh as it does, it looks like a brand new apple picked off a tree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't see any reason to change it, even though we have got a game on Saturday as well. I'd mm. put them through these three games. If it means giving them a day off training, then do that instead. Because, you know, for me, we've got a good 11 there. And if we can get, you know, if we are going to be consistent, then I think you need to stick to the same 11, in my opinion. And we don't get me wrong, we have got players that can come in and do a, a good job for us. But I just don't think anybody needs to be left out. And the one who's really unlucky because of that is Bakuna. Obviously. Bakuna. Because, yeah. But, you know, it's a nice problem to have, isn't it? Mind you, going back to the first eleven, Paul, I don't know if anyone else noticed it. It was really good to see Etheridge and Mike Taylor at the end as well. Um, yeah, you know, Rudder. I mean, and Rudder, Rudder, yeah, they're all proper, yeah. you know, proper. Yeah. That's just, that just shows you what, you know, the, the spirit is just is, is really lifted, hasn't it? I mean, you yeah. yeah. See it. What was it? The, 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 the one I noticed really was the win at Preston. Mm. Um, that post-match thing was quite a revelation, I thought, when, when, when the players went to the Blues fans and Eustace came out. And it just felt like that was a turning point somehow. Yeah, um, yeah absolutely, yeah. And, well, if you, if you count, if you start the season at that game, what is it, about four, four or five wins and one defeat since then? Something like that? Yeah. yeah. I think it is, yeah, isn't it? Must it? be. Must be. It just seems yeah, to have yeah. been, you know, a couple of draws probably as well. But um, mm-hmm. it just felt like that's... That, once you've got that, it counts for such a hell of a lot, doesn't it? I really love that goals against Colum. I sit there looking at the table, thinking 15 and 17 games. That's, that'll do for me. That's, 
That's what not, I, it's 15. I can see that's, that's very good, isn't it? Yeah. That's what I want to yeah. see from my team. Yeah. yeah the, goal, the goal difference, Alan, as well, plus three. I mean, that's well, I think, done that. Yeah, we, 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 we could, we, well, we should be plus five or six, but, you know, we won't, we won't go back on the strikers. I mean, they, they didn't, they didn't let us down on, on Friday because they, they, they weren't given the opportunities. Uh, but, but, but we, we, we kept them stuck in their half for most of the game. Uh, yeah. uh, and okay, the defenders came up with the goals. That's, that's yeah. fine. That's yeah, definitely. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's good that other players are chipping in with goals as well. And we're not just relying on them, you know, obviously. Yeah, we said... Trust, we said got three now and, and obviously Longello's off the mark. Holding's got one as well. You know, mm. we're starting to pick the goals across the team. I'd like to see Chong get a few, I, I, I must say. Um, and Hannibal as well, if when he plays. I know Bakuna's got a... Um, is it two Bakuna's got, sorry, or one? He's got one... Um, uh, two in it. Is it two? Oh, yeah, got got one at... you, he? Yeah. you got the one away, yeah. didn't you? Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, got the, he got the one at Hull. Mm. Um, what was the other one? What was the other goal he scored? Home game, I think, wasn't it? Everybody's trying to think now. I, th- I thought it was just mm. the one, but anyway. Hey, but... Here's, a, here's, a, here's a question to everyone and all our viewers. What's our goal of the season so far? Oh. It's got to be the overhead for me. Well, trust it. Yeah. What, what, was, what about the, uh, yeah. what about the Burnley, that... the Burnley <laughs> equaliser? I'll like go for the third goal at West the third goal at West Brom. Counter-attack. Was that the one on the, the, one on the break, Chris, when uh, yeah. Hogan... Yeah. 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 That was a great goal. And, and obviously, Bakuna's yeah. as well. Bakuna's it was just so, it's just so efficient. Bakuna yeah. was involved in that, wasn't he, Bakuna? Mm-hmm. And it was just everything, just boom, it was in the net before you knew it. A great goal. Yeah, that was a brilliant goal, wasn't it, on the counter-attack? Um, we put some pretty good goals already, haven't we? You know, some no. good... We have, yeah. Yeah. We have. Can I just say as well, I hope, I hope Troy gets another year and not at this rate, because... You know, he gets a, a fair amount of stick on social media, but I think Troy's been brilliant the last few weeks. He'll be on the he'll be on the, he'll be on the staff as, a, as a, the coaching staff. I, I, I just yeah. couldn't help noticing. You know, he's always having a little word with everybody. Yeah, you know, yeah. And I think he's you know he's massively experienced. He's, I don't know if you heard the um, podcast he did with Louis Theroux. Did anyone hear that? It was really. Uh-huh. Interesting. Really interesting. It was a while back. It was last year, yeah. uh, but it was about his life. About his life. Um, All right. Okay. And you know, you just got that feeling that he has got a lot to give. Yeah. Um, people criticize, you know, okay, he might be run around much, but he's got a lot to give. You know, his heart's in the right place too. Um, I yeah. think. And I did, I did notice it the other night. Just people, it, it, something happened, and he'd just have a word with a, a player and yeah. chipping away. You know. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, there's a, a lot of comments around the Bakuna goal being the uh, the favourite. Um, also, we've uh, seen quite a few comments now. You know, not only with uh, the gentleman winning on uh, on Friday, but what a fantastic comeback for the ladies yesterday. Yeah, uh, as, as well yeah. with their two one win. Mm-hmm. Um, and as Steve Portman's uh, raised, there were also some of the first team squad there. Uh, along with a lot of the personnel from the club, they're supporting the women as well, which that's is good. Just fantastic. Yeah, that, that feel good factors all around. Where are they in the league at the moment? The women I haven't looked. I Not think mm-hmm. they're sixth at the moment. Um, yeah. A few points behind top spot, but we've top spot to play uh, and a game in hand. So it should, uh, you know, if all goes to plan, it could all bring us back into into the situation. Um, the goal was a cracker. The, 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 the shot the end, was a cracking goal, top corner. Great goal. Yeah. Just yeah. Um, coming back on to Troy a minute, I'll never forget what Tommy Mooney said when he came on that he just needed a pre-season under his belt and a few Absolutely. games. 
get himself going again. And mm. he's done exactly that. And look at the difference now. You know, he's uh, in the sort of last uh, half a dozen, six to eight games, something like that. He's been outstanding, hasn't he? Yeah, he has. Yeah. He has. He has. Absolutely. <clears throat> You've joined us this evening. Tell us a little bit about your book. Uh, we can oh, see we. Um, I'm going to, yeah, what are you going to do? I'm going to donate just your, your charity thing. So, um, oh, good. It is. Let me just, there's, there's, there's one for the old boys here. See that, uh, right, see okay. that badge here? I'll try and get it a bit closer without make it disappear. Yeah, a little Bo Brummy on the bottom, yeah, is yeah. it? Bo Brummy. Yeah. I've had that, I, I had that, um, I've had that scarf. Roy Smilianich took the pictures, by the way. All right. Hello, yeah. um, Roy. Good old Roy. Roy's yeah. the best, isn't he? Excellent. Um, Great chap. Uh, yeah, I had that scarf since I was about since about 1969, something like that. Um, mm-hmm. Remember the old the old bar? You can't get scarves like that anymore with the with the, with the light with the you know the fans no. down. Used to no, see them no. on the copper Anfield. They, yes, first time I saw that scarf, oh, I need one of those. Um, <laughs> um, and the, you know that badge, little part of it on my soul. Mm-hmm. That, that that badge, I've had it since I was a kid. I, I used to have the, um, the 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 crest, you know, the city crest, which I notice you know around the ground now. Bring yeah, it yeah. back. Bring it back, mm-hmm. you know. It's um, uh, something the villa don't have. The city crest mm-hmm. uh, badge on my yeah. scarf, but it was ripped off. I lost it. Um, somebody pulled. Um, I think tried to steal my scarf years ago, um, and it was got ripped. But but um, yeah, old old scarves are great. That's over yeah. 50, odd, fifty odd years. But what's it? But the book is um, it's called Underdogs and Newshounds: A World Cup Odyssey, and it's basically I've done the last seven World Cups, so it's a road book really about. Um, what it's like to a go to a world cup and and b cover it so it's stories from the road really um which makes it a bit different than just books about the world cup about the football it's about to me it's about the people and the places and i don't know if anyone's been to a world cup but they are fantastic things this is going to be a different one because the travel aspect isn't going to be there (sighs) except that a lot of the england fans i know blues fans some villa fans as well are going to dubai and then going to be in and out of qatar because uh, it's so expensive to stay yeah. there, but uh, but but the, that that whole premise of you know the um, the travel aspect and the the people and the places it's it's quite unique and it's the best part. I could go to a World Cup and not go to any games, and it wouldn't make a difference. In fact, um, some some of the stories in the book sort of bear that out. When I was in Brazil, two of the best experiences I had were watching Brazil play from the streets. Right. Imagine if you're going to watch a go to a World Cup. Where would you? I mean, Brazil is the home of the game spiritually, isn't it? I mean, here obviously with the but Brazil is there's something about it where where it's just magic. You know, you yeah. It, it just feels like you're at home and everyone talks football and you get the kids playing in the street and on the beach. And I watched Brazil play. I think it was the game against Chile in. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second round game in, in 2014, they went on the penalty shootout. And there were so many people on the Copacabana beach. And there was like a fan zone, which they have. They'll be having it this World Cup as well. But there were so many people on the beach that you couldn't get anywhere near it. But the screams were big enough. So I watched it up to my waist in water. <laughs> people were, people were watching. And, and, you know, people had footballs and they were playing on the beach. It was just incredible. And it felt like it was a unique experience. You 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 were not in the, in the, cra- in the grounds where it cost... You know, 300 quid for a ticket you were with real football fans watching together 
um, from a, a unique place, you know, uh, and uh, you can imagine what it was like <laughs> on the beach when Brazil won that game, a penalty shootout place went absolutely mad. And the other time was uh, when they played, remember the, the game when Neymar got injured and he did his back and it was the quarterfinal against Colombia. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, and I was watching that in Salvador. I went to the quarterfinal, uh, which would have been England's route, but they, of course, they cocked it up, and and that quarterfinal turned out to be Costa Rica, which might have been England against the Dutch. And the, the night um, before that, Brazil played their quarterfinal, and I watched it in the old town in Salvador, which is really old Portuguese architecture, but very African feel to Brazil. It sticks right out into the into the ocean that side of Brazil, mm-hmm. but because the tickets were so expensive in Brazil. And they are, it's even worse in Qatar. Unbelievably expensive the tickets are. The yeah. people, the real fans, watched in the streets and people in the old town just put their tellies out the window and people were selling drinks in the streets. So it was like a party, like a street party, right? Mm-hmm. And you watched the World Cup and it just felt, you know, just felt like a unique thing. And I'd much rather have been there than playing, you know, for a corporate ticket or whatever in the stand in in the stadium. So what I say about travel, that's what I mean. You know, you meet yeah. people all over the world, and it could be anywhere really. But but that was you know a great example of of the, the kind of magic. And you feel you come back and you think I really experienced that World Cup. Um, so you know I've done the last seven, but the, the, the whole book though is 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 informed by blues. You know that's that's how I grew up. Chris, can I ask you a question? What what's the best World Cup goal you've ever seen live? Uh, Michael Owens, I think. Well, wow, Sinetian won, yeah, it's 98, yeah. yeah, brilliant, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. we all, we all, as I yeah. said in the book, I turned round, I was in, um, uh, in the sort of press seats, I turned around, and all the English guys at the Indian media were just on their feet, <laughs> like a crowd, you know, it was everyone just went up because they'd all been campaigning for him to play, and I turned around, I saw Paul McCarthy, I'm standing on the on the on the bloody console, you know, but, uh, but yeah, that was that that was that that was amazing. It was a great World Cup. They all are. They honestly, they all are. Um, yeah. For anyone who goes to, we all go to. You know, Blues away days are great, aren't they? A lot of people who the real diehards, the away games are the best, aren't they? Oh, definitely. And it's yeah, like that. Really. You do a World Cup and you go to all the places, and especially when you. You, you follow a team and then you don't know the path. It's kind of, there's a kind of adventure about it. You know, you don't win your group or you do win your group and then you hope and you haven't got the tickets. So you have to change your flight plans. You've got to do this, you got to do that. Mm-hmm. And then you end up and, and you, you have travel stories that you never thought you were going to get. And you meet people that you never thought you were going to meet that kind of thing. And that's what my book's about, really that kind of, that kind of magic and the football weaves in with that as well. Um, yeah. So, it, you know, it's uh, you know, like Russia was, I ended up in Siberia. You know, and 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 came back, and it was it's a real tragedy what's going on at the moment because I'm still in touch with f- at least four people regularly about mm. the war, you know, um, and none of them are very happy about it. You know, it's uh, it's a real, it's a real shame. But yeah, and and our chances this year, obviously in the World Cup. Um, what are your thoughts, and what what would your what, what sort of formation and quickly what sort of team would you pick for England? In, uh, from like say everyone's um, well, I think we all know what it's going to look like, don't we? Um, yeah. interesting. I was, I saw, I Safe. Saw, uh, <laughs> well, I saw, I, Henry Winter did a tweet earlier this evening. Uh, a good mate of mine, Henry, and he 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 thinks that the, the the five starters for England, which I thought was quite interesting. Well, you you tell me, and I'll I'll see what 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 he thought. I'd go. I'd go. I think he'll go Sterling definitely. Yeah, I think that was one of them. And Kane will definitely be obviously. Be That's one another of one of them. Declan Should Rice. be Jude. Rice. Rice. Got, to, got to be Jude Bellingham. Yeah. Four, four out of four. You're doing well, Paul. <laughs> and, and, and probably, 
Pickford in goal as well. Yeah. Those yeah. are the five. Those are the five. I think you're right. Yeah. I mean, those, uh, you know, Judas. Uh, you know, what, what an incredible story. I don't know if any of you guys were in. Oh, uh, I, I was. I went to the Pompey game in August oh, in 2019, yeah. three yeah. years yeah. ago, yeah. and he came out. Um, that was the first time I'd seen Jude. When it was the first time, it was his debut, wasn't it? But. Um, I was on the on the sideline. Was on Sky that night, and I I was I wasn't working, but I I was just walking to, talking to some people, and Jude came past me you know, just after his sixteenth birthday, and I looked at him. And I thought, this kid looks like a racehorse. He looked like a thoroughbred. Something something about him, yeah. and he was kind of focused. He came out, and you could just see. And as soon as the game started, you could just see he wasn't phased at all. No, and that's three years ago. And, and if you'd if you'd asked me then. Would he would he be a first pick for the for the for this World Cup? I'd have said no. Surely not. Surely too soon. But he's earned every single you know every single. You earn it, you can have it. He's earned yeah, it. I mean, yeah. uh, 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 but what an incredible rise, isn't it? I think. Uh, him, sorry, Chris. I think him and Phil Foden could be our standout players if he plays Phil mm. Foden. Because I'm not sure if... Foden will start. I'm not sure he will. I, 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 uh, uh, listen, he's a great talent, hugely. But but yeah. what, what, the difference between Foden and, and Bellingham for me is that is is Jude's mentality. There's something mm. about that boy that he's got from his dad and his mum. Yeah. Um, that just tells you that he's not going to waste his career. You know, uh, uh. and it's, it's just, he's like a kid in the park. I, I thought Greenish was a bit like that. Um, but Grealish mm-hmm. got the same mentality as Jude, but he plays with the same abandon, doesn't he? That that the Jude does. They are like kids in the park. They get out there and they just want yeah. to play. They just yeah. want to play. Um, but he's got. He's definitely just got. Definitely got a. Uh, Foden hasn't quite got the same mentality that that Bellingham has, and it's no, what, he why he'll he captain England. And he'd probably be. I honestly think you know that he's probably going to be the next England player to lift the World Cup. Think about that. Wow. It won't but, be this one. I don't think it'll be this one, but wouldn't go against it. Twenty twenty six as a captain, he'll be captain. He'll be he'll captain, captain in twenty twenty six, definitely. Yeah. Twenty twenty six, and he could be the man. I watched, I watched. I watched the Dortmund game on Saturday night, mm. and they didn't play very well. Dortmund, and and he wasn't having the best of times. But when they came out second and a half, having been battered, the goalkeeper made five miraculous saves. Um, he. You look to him, and he was the one that got the grip of the game. You know, he's mm. he was he was the lead. And okay, he went and got a wonderful winning goal as well to to add to it. But you you could see you could see on his face when he when he walked off, he looked almost angry. And then yeah. when he came back on the second half, he took over. You know, give me the ball, and mm. I will pass it, and we will get this thing moving. Um, yeah. And it was it, that's it, right. It, it's amazing, mm. and you're right. He's like a 26-year-old in a 18-year-old body, isn't he? Yeah. It's amazing that what he what he does for with what for so little experience. Yeah. Um, what was the game when England uh, just before the, the little blip where we got beaten by Hungary? Yeah, the four 0 Was it four 0 Um Yeah. I noticed that when there was somebody got injured and there was a shot. I wasn't there, but I just saw it too. The Southgate suddenly had a word with Jude. Jude was like playing right back at one time. <laughs> he was going all over the pitch, but he was he was wanting to get forward all the time. I noticed that Southgate was saying it looked like he was not telling him off, but saying you know big, you know, don't da, 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 da. 
but but that's what I love about Bellingham. He he, he just wants to play, doesn't he? he? Just give me the ball. You're right. He just give, give me yeah. the ball. I um, think. Yeah, I think he could have the same impact on this World Cup that Gaza did in 1990. He yeah, you might be right. If we play to our strengths, which is attacking, um, then I think we could be a serious threat to anybody. But yeah, if we play I'm, I'm a bit concerned. If you look at the... England are probably going to play either Holland or Senegal in the second round. Mm. Tricky, both of those. Mane... He's, yeah. a, he's a great player. Now that, that's a tricky one for me. Um, he's going to be really, really careful in that game like that. It'll be really, really. T- I've, I've always thought, when is it going to be? When's the when's the big African breakthrough going to be in a world? Cup? Yeah, and yeah. You go back to 1990. You just mentioned there. Do you remember? Was, was it Cameroon, Cameroon, yeah. Cameroon. Cameroon. Yeah, Cameroon. Um, yeah, Cameroon. Yeah. and that. But it's been it's been 32 years since then. Is this mm. going to be the one? Because it's is it's different, isn't it? This World Cup. We're all playing league football until literally a week before England's squad mm-hmm. is not named to the 16th of November. The first game is yeah. the 21st. It's very so. There's going to be injuries. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Everyone's going to get them. Um, Brazil have got some injuries at the moment. You know, you just don't know. You just don't know, do you? Um, and I just wonder, I, I personally think that, the, you know, the, the two teams to, to, to beat in this World Cup are going to be the usual suspects, Brazil and Argentina. I think both of them are going to be really Yeah, hard. yeah, definitely. But I think... Uh, but one of the Africans, I just got a thing about the Africans. I just think one day this, this is going to happen. You know, it's going to, it is going to happen. Yeah. It is going to happen. We saw, sorry, Chris, we saw exactly what England are all about, what we can be. When we went 2-0 down to the Germans in the last game, you know, he, he, he sort of like took the handbrake off. Yeah. He, he went 4-3-3. Jude made that to... first goal, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, that, when he yeah, just... Yeah. Yeah, Instead of passing it sideways, when yeah. when he got that ball, remember, and he and he took a bloke on in the centre yeah. circle. No yeah. other player in that England team would have done that. I don't no. think. Exactly. Grealish maybe, but he just went, that. didn't he? And he and he and he opened them up, and they scored. We scored. That's exactly. what we've got to do. That caution that Southgate's a bit accused of. Um, we just need to let the handbrake off. I completely agree with you on that. Yeah. I just you don't want to come back from a tournament and say, "If only we." Italy, you know, that, that should have won the Euros. Should have won the Euros. Never get a better chance than winning the Euros. No. Than no, that no. game. Go no. goal up and then just thought, oh, we're ahead. Let's hang on to it. Yeah. Loads of comments coming in. Uh, Argentina is, um, Brazil is my final from Stephen Gill. Yeah, I think I'll be. Uh, uh, Chris Brown, yeah. get your boots on. Southgate will be calling from Nigel Mann. Uh, Benji <laughs> Smith just says Pogba has just been ruled out. Uh, Was he rehab? how much does it cost and where can we get it from well it's cost you £11.50 um, you get it bargain. bargain 
That's bargain. He's got pictures oh, there. Okay. Oh, oh, good. <laughs> it, need, it, need, it needs pictures uh, for but us. Listen, uh, <laughs> but it's, it's not just... There's a couple of bits. One of the chapters, I... Um, it's when you start writing these things. When I, my kind of wanderlust, if you like, um, which is kind of football tourism, if you like. I, when I was in South Africa, I, I was there for three months. I was working for Sky. And when the tour... Uh, when it when it sort of ended, uh, we were rubbish, weren't we? God, we were rubbish in South Africa, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. You know what? Yeah. Um, I thought, right, South Africa, um, and I thought my my blues hat on. I thought I want to go to Spionkop, Spionkop, which is the home of the the the, the mountain, the the hill, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. which all all English terraces were named. So I thought, well, I must go down there, and it's about three-hour drive from Johannesburg, from Johannesburg, you just go south. You drive out and try and dodge all the bullets and everything when you come to even Johannesburg, because it's like that. <laughs> and um, and it's only about a two-hour drive from Rourke's Drift. What, you know, you go there, uh, the Zulu Warriors, you know. I'll tell you, this, this is a true story. I, I, I went to the to the battleground. If you ever get a chance, go. It's incredible. Such an evocative place where, you know, the, the, the you know, Rourke's Drift and the, the great, all the world of VCs were all, the Victoria Crosses were won on the same day that nearly, um, was it, the 1,200 British soldiers were wiped out by men with spears. It's Andwana. Well, mm. Erased from British history, pretty much, but it happened. You know, it might it might have been the same day as as Rourke's Drift when a load of Brummies and Welsh blokes defended that that garrison, uh, but the, earlier in the day, the rest of them were wiped out by a bloke by, by twenty thousand blokes with spears. That's what happened. Um, and the uh, I, I I told the, 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 the there's a guide to, to do you're standing in in the area where this all happened. All these people were massacred and everything. And uh, the, I said to the guide, uh, the Zulu Warriors, have you ever, ever, ever heard of the Zulu Warriors of Birmingham? And he never had. That's probably in his talk now. Because uh, he was asking me about the, the the impacts around the world of the Zulu name. Uh, he didn't know about the blues firm, the hooligan firm, you know, which uh, he does now. <laughs> but it was, uh, but, but but yeah, that's that's that kind of thing. Um, yeah. So uh, but very close together, uh, Rourke's Drift and, uh, and Spy and Cop, which was, a fascinating place because it's basically just a hill um and uh, there was a guy there telling me i asked him what what how did that ever you know come to be um it was just the time when, when the terraces were uh, football was exploding in england it was you know that, that great bank and at the time the, the new the news story was the boer war and, and spy and cop was this mountain where british soldiers all got killed by in a big battle um uh, and churchill was there and so was gandhi uh, incredible story um but uh, straight after that 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 hill is not terraced it's just kind of like a big bank a bit it's like the spine bank, cop yeah. was when 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 the spine cop was built in birmingham so what was it 19 but the blues moved uh, to 1905 wasn't it 1905, yeah. Yeah. Right, exactly yeah, the, yeah. the second boer war was ended in 1901 uh, and the cop at liverpool the cop at liverpool was probably the first i think and then the, the, yeah. they all, everyone took that name didn't they because cop yeah. means hill basically I'm, and I'm, just trying, I'm trying to, to think, see. Chris, how, how many how many spine cops there actually are. Quite a few. There's quite a few. Quite Sheffield few, Wednesday. 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 an interesting point, know. Chris, but I, tell, I can also tell you, right, that Birmingham City's spine cop back in the day was yeah. the second deepest in the country. Yeah. Was it? Well, listen, was I, it, I, I pretty much grew up on that terrace. Yeah. Um, yeah. Manchester City's was the first, ours was the second steepest. Yeah. Well, that's the Kipax. Yeah. Kipax. Kipax. Which line, can't you? 
I think it, I think it was that I think it was that steep, so it was just quicker for the urine to come straight down, <laughs> straight yeah. down, well, like you know, without yeah. interfering with people. Never, it's interesting, you know, that, that, that when spine. that was that when that, was, that 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 cop that the spine cop was built, it, um, according to legend, and I'm pretty sure this is true, that it was built on a swamp, wasn't it, where the gypsies were there, and they moved mm. them out of the way, and they put the curse down, and the club said, we need to build a bank bring your rubbish <laughs> to, to, to St. Andrews. Really? Yeah. It's, that, that, oh. that, 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 that mound, you remember you used to walk up the up the Coventry Road back in the day and the big grassy bank right at the back? Yeah, the, 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 that, that was built on piles of rubbish. The locals were to, asked to bring stuff. They made a massive mound and then they put steps over the top of it. That's basically it. So and now we know the problem. The, the, the irony yeah. is that the, um, the same things happened when uh, Gold Sullivan Brady built the the the, you know, the, the, the problem uh, allegedly with the uh, the rotting stuff that's causing the problem with the, with the stand at the moment. It's because there was a lot of rubbish underneath it, which is all festered. Um, not the same original stuff, but they 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 didn't. I don't think they cleared it. When when the when the old stand the, the cop was sort of dismantled and they built over the top of it, they didn't move all the rubbish out of the way no. um, and start again. It was kind of left. Well, um, half that rubbish, half that rubbish. I think that's that's been that's, that may well have been part of the problem that's caused the the, the, the rusting of the of the the stuff that you know the, the bolts and the and the braces that hold the, the stand up. Yeah, incredible, really. But that's but that's that's definitely true about the the original the old rubbish dump. That's very really yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't they find the remains of a horse? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah I, I, think think that was, I think that was behind the tilt. But yeah. Yeah. Small yeah, photos. I saw one. For 100 years. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Small photos of, of, of um, going way back, you know, when, when that, that was built, you know. You can just imagine it. People turning up with horse and carts and tipping their stuff. And, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you put some concrete <laughs> steps over the top of it. And, and that's, that's, that's the proper old school stuff down there. Yeah. So there you go, Nick. If you could do like an archaeological dig down there, I bet you some proper. Oh, I bet there is, yeah. God, I bet be fascinating. Yeah, uh, Mark. Mark wants to know: Can he get you a book in Texas? Uh, you can get it a few. Uh, it's on. It's on Amazon in the in Amazon. the UK. But if you go on to um, just oh. if you Google it, underdogs and that new sounds, if you, you'll find um, the, the publisher's website. They're called Projectus. P R O J E C T I S. Project Publishing. You can buy it there. That's the cheapest way to buy it. You buy it direct from the publisher, and they they post it out for free and stuff. Um, it costs you eleven fifty, and they post to the states as well. Uh, I did a, I did a thing for an American t- uh, radio station last week. We were talking about stuff because they've got the next World Cup, haven't they? Um, yeah. So, so yeah, um, but uh, it's on my Twitter as well. You can find it on my Twitter and you, there's, there's a link and if you just tell you how to order it. But it's uh, that's the mm. cheapest way of doing it. £11.50, £11. money that's, well spent. That's brilliant, Chris. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. What, I, what I have done also, it is Halloween. Ooh. I thought you guys were going to be in in a fancy dress so yeah well a pumpkin crying out loud say, i found this don't tell my missus but she's left it in the kitchen this morning i wrote that on it excellent i wrote that on it um, oh, you can tell it's, it's halloween because if i do that it disappears oh <gasps> magic. It's magic scary uh, even See? better you turn, the, you turn it around the other way <laughs> oh that's more hey. oh, oh, oh. No, somebody else must have done it wasn't me uh, <laughs> there you go yeah. <laughs> there you go. Smashing pumpkins. What? Go on, Paul. 
We've been doing, but Chris, an underrated blues, like underrated unsung heroes, blues one to 11 over the last sort of 10 weeks. And we're now on the final player in the 11. Um, so basically, we want a striker to go up front with Cameron Jerome, don't we? Mm-hmm. Uh, underrated. How do you qualify underrated, though? We basically That's going to be so our viewers. So our viewers will comment on who they think it should be. And whoever gets the most votes in each position wins. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've got, so far, we've got Colin Doyle in goal. We've got, um, right back was he's testing me now, Craig. Yeah. Uh, right back was Jerry Gill. Um, center yep. eyes were Dave Barney and uh, Gary Ablis. Yep. Um, left back was David Murphy. Left mid was Damian Johnson. Mm. In the middle was Peter Shearer. And yeah. who was with Shearer? Uh, um, Chris Marsden. Marsden, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then right mid was John McCarthy. Front, and then up front was Cameron Jerome. So we want somebody with Cameron Jerome up front that's kind of like... I'll give you one. Head. I'll give you one. From, this is from back in the day. Alan Buckley. Mm. Alan Buckley? Oh, yeah, yeah, good one. Oh, God, the, Warsaw, the Warsaw guy. Yeah, yeah, he played for Blues. I remember him saying <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He was a good well, goal scorer, he was. Good yeah, goal scorer. I'm going to say Peter Unlove would be my choice. I'm going to stick in. I'm going to stick with Andy Savile. Mm, there's a few for uh, Stern John. Um, yeah, underrated. He's not underrated. underrated. Though, I don't no. think he's underrated. He was, he was no. rated. But I'd say the he same about a... Cameron Jerome, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. They, uh, they, you know, what, could, yeah. Mm, Nicky Forster as well as one. You know what I mean? Forster. We're not. Um... Keep your eye on the keep your eye on the votes anyway, Craig, and we'll decide what yeah. we. Uh, uh, there's one. There's another one for uh, Chucho Benitez. Zigic. Um, there's another one for Benitez there as well. So uh, Andy Savile. Andy Savile. That's a that's a good shout, you know. That's a good shout. Yeah. Well, he was good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to throw my Jeff Bowden in again this week. Still Jeff think Bowden. Uh, yeah. We need yeah. we need one. He makes, he's he's in my book, by the way, Jeff Bowden. You have to tell me why he was in the book. Oh, why was he in the book? Yeah. First half. It, it was substitute. Huh? First hat-trick by a substitute. Well, yeah, it's probably true. No, it was just, I just remember him because the game that made me a Blues fan, that changed everything for me was the, and I bet there's nobody here who's old enough to remember, 68. Yeah, oh, 68, 68 yeah. fifth round FA Cup tie against Arsenal. Remember that? Yeah, yes. Mm. I was behind well, that guy when he edited it. That in. was incredible. The overhead kick. Barry Bridges, the oh, overhead. Barry kick. Bridges, yes. Barry yes. Bridges overhead kick, best goal ever scored at St Andrews, but nobody filmed it and nobody took a picture of it. But Bob Wilson, who I came to know through telly, said it was the best goal he'd ever conceded, um, and it wow. won us the cup. Is it? That talk about we started tonight, didn't we? Talking about magic nights at St Andrews. That was one fifty-one thousand. Yeah. Not an all-ticket game. Never happened these days. And there was, no. they reckon there was ten thousand outside. What year was it, Chris? 68. 68. Jeff Bowden scored the goal. We, we were second division. Arsenal were like mighty Arsenal. We played him in the cup. Um, we played them away and Vowden, we were losing 1-0. And Jeff Vowden equalised, which brought blue, brought the, the replay to St Andrews. And that never to be forgotten night. And everybody who, I remember my dad and all the old boys, I was on his knee that night. He, They all said that was, you know, the, the, what a night. And I... I'd never seen a crowd like that before, you know, 50, the, the, the cop and the Tilton just, yeah. I was just mesmerized by it. Swaying. Absolutely mesmerized by it. And then of course they then they went on to grow up on that terror on the Tilton and then the cop. And I took a, 
it's in the book as well. I took some of the, uh, when I was we moved to, to Wales. I took a couple of American lads to me with me to to big blues games, uh, just to see what they thought of it. You know, they wanted to come and they just couldn't believe what the atmosphere was <laughs> incredible. You know, that kind of thing with a surging crowd and all that, uh, just magic. Uh, that's just that, and that's what it's all about for me. Really. I miss all those days. Yeah, anyone who did really, really, it was just something you can't really describe but it's just kind of it just oh, ignites, you, ignites yeah. your imagination yeah. for a young lad yeah. you're dead oh, right Chris really, you, yeah. where was you born and where did you grow up I was born I had a, a little evening the other night and t- 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 thanks to everyone who came um, at the Hare and Hounds King's Heath all right. Yeah, right I'm a big yeah. music fan as well and like the, the chapters of my book have all got musical references there's a reason for that but it's part of the storytelling but yeah. um I, I i hare and hounds is a fantastic venue and you know they get great people playing there yeah, um, yeah, yeah. the uh I up king's heath king's heath mm-hmm. um born so in howard road was your mum and dad the publicans or was you like no they mom? they went they went on to my dad worked for the bank of england in brum and um uh, then they moved to wales but we moved to featherston road and mm. something i found out yesterday bizarrely uh, that one of the lads who came the other night to the hare and hounds i'd not seen for 49 years when really I was, yeah and um featherston road further down featherston road were the campbell brothers ali and robin Takes yeah. us back to what we were just talking about, food for thought. Yeah. At the end of the game the other night, food for thought. The Campbell, I remember Ali when he was about eight. We used to play football with our next door neighbor. Our next door neighbors were um, a family called the Shinglers, and Liz Shingler was the manager of the Ian Campbell folk group. Ian Campbell being Ali and Robin. Of course, dad. his dad. Yeah. yeah, he's no longer yeah, with yeah, us. Yeah. But I can remember. Yeah. So uh, when we left Brum, Ali was a young lad, turned on top of the pops years later, and there he was <laughs> singing yeah. Food for Thought. Yeah. Uh, and I found out yesterday, this is bizarre, at the bottom of our garden, we were at the top of Featherston Road, was in living in a house on Grove Road. I don't know if you know that, Bramwood Road, Grove Road, Featherston Road. I, yes, I know. Right behind, there, yeah. right behind, and the, 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 the end house at Grove Road was Toya Wilcox. Oh, wow, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was just young kids who were... Um, same age as me, more or less, mm. just at that time, you know, and, and they go on to be, become famous. But yeah, King's Heath is the answer. Um, yeah. And then I went to school at King's Norton Boys Grammar. Funnily enough, um, Alan Smith, Dirty Villa, uh, he says, oh, yeah. he's the most famous kid, that, the, the pupil that came out of there. And he, he was a great footballer. He went to play for Aldurch and then, and then mm. he's a nice lad, Alan, really nice. Um, but he was yeah, a few years below me. Um, but I don't remember him. Oh, Chris, he, you got that wrong. He was just below you. Just below me, yeah. It was a couple. <laughs> but, but yeah. But he's, and he used to be he used to be a blues fan. Uh, or somebody gave him a blue shirt and he became a villa fan. I don't know what it was all about. What's going Next on? Next time there? I see him, I'm gonna give him some serious grief about that. That ain't right, is but, it? That yeah. ain't right. Not right. But it's wrong. Yeah, it's in, it's, no. it's, it's, he's written a book and it, that, it, that's in his book as well. I'm gonna mm. I'm gonna call him up on it when I see him. Um because yeah. it's not it's not on, is it really that? No, no. Craig, we've had um, some we've had some incredible nominations, haven't we, for uh, uh we have this one is so nice striker than last yeah. week. Um, Stern John is leading the way at the moment, but he's closely followed by McFadden, who has mm. a oh, cool. Big mention. Yeah. Was he underrated? Yeah. I don't think he was underrated. It was James mm. I Ken think he was Charlery probably more. Has been mentioned numerous Ken Charlery, times. Yeah. Ken Charlery, yeah. Um, yeah wow. And also in regards to, to to the names that are being put out there, was was 
and I don't know where this is coming from, but Steve Claridge has come up quite a few times as I well. From not under 18. Yeah. He's a great player, Steve. Do you know what? There's a story for you. First time I saw Steve Claridge, and if anyone went to this game, I'll be amazed. When it was at the height of our rubbishness, about 1990, we played, I was living down south at the time, we played Aldershot in the Leyland Daff, I think it was, or something, or the League Cup or something like that. Um, foggy night, blues fans were banned, and it's the old Aldershot ground with the phone box behind the oh, door. Oh, the old, mate, I was in the army in Aldershot. It had Steve, like a, a rounded it. roof, didn't it? Had a phone box at one end, and it, <laughs> and Steve Claridge destroyed us. He played, for, he played, scored two, I think. We, we lost three nil on a foggy night in the winter, and it was the depths of oh, 1990. Can you remember that? It was, the Blues were rubbish, weren't they? I mean, that was the was, in league the first season down. I think they got beaten by five at Mansfield, Rotherham, Chester, four, wasn't it? Flashed by everybody at that at that level. All the shot <laughs> three nil in the Stevie Claridge playing for them scored at least two, and I thought this is the lowest. <laughs> but there you go. Soon got promoted. Adam Furlong has now also entered the running as an underrated player at the club. Um, oh, I don't know. Paul Furlong underrated. Mm. I wouldn't put Paul Furlong into the underrated uh, either. It's it's. So does his son play for now? Albion. No, no, the Bangies, West Brom. Albion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Craig, have you got a squad game as well? I have indeed. So, um, Chris, have you got a coin? Chris Brown, that is. Can uh-huh. you uh, uh-huh. suss the uh-huh. coin to see who's going first? I have. Hang on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sure. hey, everyone. Time, by the way, if you want anyone else to have a go, I don't mind. It's a groat. He's got a groat in his pocket. <laughs> <laughs> call, it, call, call it Paul. Fails. <laughs> a shekel. <laughs> it is t- tails, yep. Okay. So, I'll go Paul, s- do you I'll want go to go second. first or second? Go second. Uh, okay, <laughs> right. So, Mr. Scudder, the squad that we'd like you to name as many players from as possible. From the is... 2022. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's going back a bit, this one. It's oh, wow. 1987 to 1988, <laughs> where I can tell you the chairman was Ken Weldon. Our manager was Gary Pendry, and oh. that season we finished 19th in the second division. So how many players do you think you can name? From that team? From that team. And just an interesting Frankie. fact uh, that year, we played terribly, but our highest home attendance was 34,494. 34? Nottingham Forest in the fifth round of the Cup. Uh, do you know what? I was I was doing I, I was working in radio at the time and I was working um at Portsmouth were playing Bradford City in the first same round of the cup that day, the fifth round of the FA Cup. I was sitting next to Paul Mariner. Remember Paul Mariner? Mm, Excellent player. He's as an underrated striker for you, but not for blues, but he played for England and Ipswich. Remember, he was part of that side, that, that great Ipswich side. Yeah. Mm. But I, yeah, I do remember that. Um, and there was a lot of trouble, wasn't there? It was a really got really bad. Yeah, there's the bloke from scoreboard as well. Yeah, I remember. Who was playing for Blues? You, you asking me about that team? That team, crikey! Yeah. Um, so, how many players do you think you can name, Chris, from that team? Okay, this is this is probably not right, but I've just said another underrated striker. No, he wasn't really good at all. Trevor Aylott. Oh, yes. oh yeah. <laughs> That's around that period, isn't it? Good shout. 
Yeah, I think it. Uh, was it a bit earlier? Than a couple that, of years later, he was. Yeah, I was around yeah. that period. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So you've got one, isn't it? Okay, we're probably a bit. We're probably a bit soon for Simon Sturridge, oh, aren't okay. we? Is someone well, type... We're going to give okay. We're going to give you. It's going to be a time on a timer of thirty oh, seconds. Chris, I'm not going to be okay. any of these. Uh, I know. Ken Armstrong. No. Okay. I'm starting from now. Ken Armstrong, Dean Peer, John Frame. Too early for all these, probably. Uh, Simon Sturridge, Trevor Aylott, uh Steve Wigley, um, oh, Davy Langan, uh, um, the goalkeeper would have been. Montgomery, no. Rubbish. I didn't get any of those, did I? Any? You did actually get some. Really? Yes, there was. You got you got two out of that list. Funnily enough, one of the people you thought was too early for was definitely in the running and just started breaking through at that point. John Frayne. John Frayne. Was it? Was the other one? Who was the other one? Uh, the other one you mentioned was uh, Steve Wigley. Yeah. Yeah. Steve Wigley. He scored a, a bounce in the round before, didn't he? He's like a month ago. So what was the, give, me the t- give, give me the rest of the team, because I'm just trying to... So your goalkeeper is in the squad. Yeah, Roger Hansbury. Hansbury in goal. Gary Childs, Wigley, Whitten, Bremner. Um, Whitten, yeah. uh, Williams. Yeah. Caton. Uh, Handyside. Uh... This is this from memory? Is this from memory, Mark? Is this from memory? Yeah, no, seriously. No, what's going on? I remember that side. Ian Handyside, and he got a couple of goals at Villa in the. the, uh, Mm -hmm. Who? He won three nil there. Didn't he score? Didn't he score? Yes, he did. Yeah. Brian Roberts. Brian Roberts. Roberts. Few other names to chuck into Uh, John Truitt. John Truitt. Truitt. Uh, Mark, he's just showing off now. Sorry, Stop I just remember that thing. Oh, just get off Google, mate, please. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, seriously, I remember that. I remember games. Well done. Forest game, wasn't it? Go on. Yeah. Can I, can I, can I, I remember who scored the winning goal. It was Gary Crosby scored. Gary Crosby scored that goal, didn't he? Gary Crosby? Gary Crosby yeah. scored the winning goal in that game. Very early as well. But it was... Seven minutes. Yeah, that game, that game was famous for... It was a really bad trouble outside afterwards, wasn't there? Yeah, really nice. Really bad trouble, yeah. And I remember, I just, I remember, I remember Vince Overson missed an open goal for about six yards. He belted it over the bar. Yeah. So, yeah. Well done, Mark. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. Right then, it's Paul's go. So, Paul, um, I reckon you'll absolutely steamroll with this one. Um, but this is 2011 to 2012. Chris Hewton was the manager. We finished fourth in the championship. Uh our highest attendance that season, 28-4-8-3 against Blackpool in the semi-final second leg of the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. And over to you with how many you can name. I'll go for 15. Hey. Could be a new record if this is set. So, Chris? Only marks. Get set. Go. Bose Moyle, Jonathan Spector, Stephen Carr, um, Stephen Caldwell, Curtis Davis, David Murphy. Uh, Chris Burke, uh, Wade Elliott, um, Garoyne and Dorr, Mogoro Gomez, John Bozajor, Nathan Redmond, Marlon King, Chris Wood, uh, Adam Rooney. Um, oh, now I'm struggling. Um, Andros Townsend, who I think was on loan that season as well. 
Um, who else did we have that season? I'm trying to think of backup players. Five, four, uh, three, two, one. Time's up. Right. You were just short on your 15. You actually got 12. Right. So he gets point deducted for that. Right? Oh, you're useless, mm. mate. You're useless. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't yeah. say that. Which one did I? Can't believe I didn't you didn't. Oh, didn't. Oh, yeah. Some of yeah. the names to put into that equation. Um, so what's, you've got uh, Pablo Ibanez. Yeah. 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 You've got uh, Eric Hooshklub. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yes, um, you were right with Andrus Townsend. Um, yep. You got Jordan Much, Colin Doyle. Oh yeah, um, Doyley. Yeah. You got uh, Nicholas Zigic. Of course, yeah. Yeah, uh, Enric Velez. Yeah, uh, and I think it's pronounced as Michelle. Michelle, yeah, Michelle, yeah, Michelle. yeah. Um, and then uh, a couple of others that you missed: uh, Asante and Jack Butland. But apart from the rest, the rest wasn't, wasn't, wasn't Jerome with us at the start of that season? Then he went to Stoke. I don't think he actually played, though, did he? I don't think he played. He, that he season. didn't play, but he was part of the the team that started that season. He was part of the squad mm. before he went. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. No well, thought that's you know it's still another twelve, mate. You still you still like uh, you are the yeah. legend. You want you the man. Very good. Fair play. You the man. <laughs> I wouldn't got that. Can I ask you a question here? Go ahead. Yeah. That, that Nottingham Forest game. 34,000 the gate. Last time mm. Birmingham played at St Andrews in front of a, a gate over 30,000. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but there's exactly. been one other occasion when there was a crowd of more than 30,000. Who was playing? Nobody. Ooh, was it National? No. I no. think it was, was it, wasn't it a boxing match? No. UB40, wasn't it? UB40. The national attendance, when we played them in the uh, Europa League, Europa. qualifying game, couldn't be far off that because there was There's no, no way. way. It, was a whole, it was a whole home. Yeah, but the ground only holds 29. It's only 29, yeah. yeah. I think I thought it was 29. I, 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 yeah. I thought we over 30,000 a couple of times in the Premier League. No. Yeah. Uh, we've not had... Uh, it's 30,000 30, seats, but with the take out the sterile bit, it's 29 yeah. four or something. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, but yeah, that's it's, it's, it really surprises me that thirty four thousand because, as we were saying earlier, I mean, late sixties, early seventies, there were fifty two thousand numerous occasions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, numerous, I'm just trying to think the last time that this is a good one. The last time there were fifty two thousand at St Andrews. You know, the old when the cop was there and the Tilton yeah. and you know the, the the old ground as it was before it was changed. What was the last time there was 52,000 crowd? Well, there was, there was a 50,000 against Man U and there was a 49 against Middlesbrough, wasn't there? Yeah, that was the 75 Cup run. 75 um, Cup 70, run, yeah. Probably would have been the 75 Cup run, actually, and that would have been yeah. Middlesbrough in the quarterfinal. Yeah. Um, <gasps> right. Between that, that period, the late 60s, early 70s, there was at least at least half a dozen 50. Yeah. Least we we played um, Sheffield yeah. Wednesday in a yeah. in a replay and that yeah, that's right I went to that game and then Man United yeah. in the following round do you remember mm. that yeah uh, that was that was uh, best Law and Charlton two 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 draw night game that was the fifth round of the cup the the year after we got to the semi final two two St Andrews and then they beat us six uh, they thrashed us at, at Old yeah. Trafford. But Sugar, I remember Sugar Robinson scoring the um the, the equalising the two two that was an amazing night it was a cup that was a night game as well. Um, uh, well, it was a night. No, it wasn't. Maybe it wasn't because yes, it was because it, 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 it had been uh, a strike or something. Was it? It was postponed oh, the weather. 
That's right. Yeah. But that was, there was a whole load. So the Sheffield Wednesday, you're right. That was 50,000. Uh, and the next, the next round, Man United was 50 as well. And we played United yeah. in the league as well, at least twice with 50,000. Yeah. I remember we, when we, we did, beat, yeah. the year they got relegated, um, yes, uh, we, 74, yeah. that was, we beat them three, one, I think, or was it one? I think yeah. we beat them twice, but every time United came to town, it was always 50,000. Yeah. It was a battleground. Do you remember? I mean, the, the, the red yeah, army. That was, that was actually the last. Battleground. Every single yeah. time. Leeds, yeah. the, 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 uh, Don Revy's Leeds, 52,000. That game, that, yeah. I said exactly when that was. It was just after we left Brum. It was the Christmas of 1973 when they were unbeaten. They went 29 games without defeat, came to St Andrews. Bob Latchford scored. Um, I remember I was on the cop and I couldn't even stand up. It was my feet were off the ground. Fifty-two thousand, yeah. and then Joe Bloody Jordan equalised in the eighty-sixth minute. One all draw. Yeah. We, we nearly ended their unbeaten record. We had the absolute numerous fifty thousands. They were yeah. um, we around that we had the absolute pleasure of interviewing Dave Latchford a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, mm. what a lovely yeah. man! What a lovely man! Yeah, Dave well, yeah, went to Bramwood School. Talking about King's Heath, he went to Bramwood School. As did Bob, he just up the road from where we were. Um, I was talking to the lad I was at the do the, the other night for my book launch, um, Barry Stanya. And Barry, he remembered when Bob and Trevor came to our school, King's Norton Boys. Um, Trevor was <laughs> eighteen, turned up in his le- le- black leather jacket, and Bob was there with his. Amazing Bob Latchford because he always looked younger. Ten he years still does. He still he always looks younger. Younger. When he was twenty, he looked older than he did when he's forty. <laughs> I don't no. He makes me sick. But he did. He, he was yeah. he was kind of chunky, wasn't he? And he had that beard. Yeah. And he lost weight as he got older. He got more spelt, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Coming back on to sorry, just coming yeah. back to the underrated one to eleven. Has anyone said Marcelo? I've no, not seen that. Not no, one, not no. one for Marcelo. That's uh, a great. Great shout. More great shout in, way more coming in for uh, Stern John in all of this. I mean, to do a county is heads and tails above everybody. The, now. He's a club legend, really. That, you know, the, the, the yeah, I wouldn't say it was underrated, though. But, mm, uh, yeah, goals. Yeah. He scored the goals again. Legend for scoring at Villa Park. Yeah. yeah. And, and at Millwall. Obviously, got the winner at Millwall as well in the playoffs. That's in my book. There's a, there's, a, there's a long episode of that in my book, actually. That was an incredible night. I was on the phone to David Gold at three in the morning because we were kept in till God knows when. Um, and I was, yeah, as you remember, there was a really, 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 really bad riot there that night. Yeah, um, yeah. I remember bumping into Rob McCracken. Rob was there with his brother, Spencer. And we were coming out, you know, it was gone. It was gone midnight when we came out of that ground. Um Rob said, stick with me, Chris, you'll be all right. <laughs> it was a bit like that. I mean, it was an incredible night. But, uh, but yeah, that was that, that was the, what an incredible um, cup run. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So we do the last bit. We've got, we got the last 10 minutes. Six. Last, last six. Six well, minutes. Just yeah, before we, we go left. on to that, Pete Taylor has said, the last time there were over 50,000 at St Andrews is when they all said, you can go and take your old mattress and put it under the stand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> Yeah, ain't uh, that the truth? Um, it sure is. <laughs> <laughs> right then, last last fifteen. Or what is it? What's our last fifteen this week? Well, Mister well, Courtney, it's that time of year, isn't it? When the thirty first and uh, all our good ladies are out on their witches' broomsticks. So um, <laughs> don't it, talk about Linda like that. Well, well, we can uh, say she's not on tonight. Um, but no, it's <laughs> anything to do with football and Halloween. Okay, okay, kick it off. I'll kick yeah. it off. Okay. Kick start it with. Uh, um, can I have uh, Timo Spooky? Mm. 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 You haven't done it tonight, Chris. Spooky. 
I agree. Yeah, it looks like it. Yeah. Charles and Zombie at Lucas Dukowicz. Dukowicz. Danny Rose from the Dead. It hasn't made me wet myself yet. That's clever, though. Stephen Cauldron. Max Michael Mayer, Mayers, that Night of the Living Dead. No, don't get that. Yeah, Zlatan Imbravnovich. Him a witch. Yeah, a witch. It's going to only get better. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> what lies ahead for you for the rest of the week then? Have you um, out and about busy in the press? Uh, or- sleeping, I think, probably. Um <laughs> <laughs> doing all kinds of different things, but uh, I'm still, still working on my work trip, my World Cup trip, because I'm going out there, um, kind of winging so it. So you're off to Qatar then, Chris? Yeah. Yeah, we'll be going out. Yeah, probably yeah, for yeah. probably a week or ten days. Is that but work or it's is really that hard. Like it's a bit, a bit of both, I hope. Um, I'm freelance now, so. Uh, I don't think they'll let you stand in the sea with your skids on. Uh, no, that's a bit different. Yeah, but it, it's going to be <laughs> it's going to be a tricky uh, trip. Um, in so much as a, it's really, really expensive. You know, the yeah. tickets the tickets for this World Cup are just incredibly expensive. There are some cheaper ones, but for 60 quid, it, 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 but category three for the group games. But time you get to the to the sort of semi-finals and the final, you're talking over a grand. Yeah, wow. That's crazy. <laughs> and here's a true story, right? And this is sorry. Are you talking for a ticket? Yeah. Mm. A thousand pounds. Yeah, a thousand pounds. Yeah. Oh man. The cheapest I, for the, the cheapest I, for the final of five five fifty, and that's in the you know practically in the, you know in the in the in the corners of the very lowest. I think the, 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 for for a decent ticket to final, it's fifteen hundred quid. Ah oh, come on! I remember that, that, that absolutely. <laughs> We went up to 10 bob at St Andrews. Oh, no. 10 bob! 10 yeah. bob! Here's a story for you, and you might not believe this is true, but it is. I went to the... And when I was in Brazil, and that was an amazing trip, it really was, I went to the 7-1 game. Do you remember the 7-1 game? Brazil. Oh, yeah. yeah. And just being in that crowd, it was just unforgettable because they didn't know what was going on. The 5-0 down in 20 minutes. Yeah. Uh, but that's not the story. That I won't remember it for that. Well, I will. But I bought a ticket for that. I was. Um, it cost me six hundred and fifty euros for the final. Right. This is in twenty fourteen. Wow. Got to the stadium in Belo Horizonte, and it was kind of out as this by a lake, and you had to get sort of bus to shuttle you out there. Got to the ground. I thought that's going to be a really good ticket. It's going to be right on the halfway line, halfway up. Going to be really good. Got there. Thought right. Where's my sort of you know took in the atmosphere. Went into the stadium. Went to find my seat. I can't remember the number of it was, but I kept climbing. Got to the top, still hadn't found my seat. <laughs> Looked along the line, there was a glass panel. My seat. Really? FIFA wow. charged me 650 euros. Wow. Ticket. That did not exist. Wow. Right? What did you do? There's a picture in the book of, there was 20 of us, roughly, in the same boat. I had steam coming out my ears, you can imagine. I can imagine, yeah. Right? Wow. And there's, so I said, right. There's, there's all these, they're all Brazilians, all the others. Um, and some of them spoke English. I said, look, give me all your email addresses and we'll go to town on this. I'm not having that, you know, because there'd been scandals about the ticket and all the mm. corruption and everything. Uh, always is with these things. Yeah. Um, I traced it back to a company in Manchester who did the ticketing. So when I got back, I just blew them up. I thought, I said, you, what are you doing? You know, you can't do this. And they said some crap about, 
Oh, it's a bit like when you book a plane, you overbook it. No, you don't. You don't charge people for a ticket that doesn't exist. Um, so I shamed her, and I would have, I would have destroyed them, and you know, I would have gone to the papers, and they would have loved that because it was a good story. I thought, wow. Yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. Um, uh, they instantly refunded me, so I got to see the game for nothing. Because what happened? I just said, I, I, I found the nearest seat on the halfway line that wasn't occupied and refused to move. I said, I'm going to sit there. <laughs> There were some telly seats, and I sat. And nobody said a word. And to be fair, all the, the Brazilian the stewards are all kind of young kids, and they you can't help but like Brazilians because they just smile and everything. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, and they were yeah. lovely, you know. And I, but I was so cross with FIFA. I just, how can you do this? You know, there was yeah. a story earlier in the tournament where uh, a British guy was in, there was a scandal about ticketing, and, and they, that's where I traced it all back to. They just messed it up. Uh, and uh, it's and the prices in Qatar are just scandalous in my opinion um, and they're really hard to get and you can't you can't get accommodation unless you have a ticket and you can't get a visa unless you've got accommodation so you've got to jump through right. hoops and uh, I've talked to one of the blues lads who's going to as well Roger Fairclough I don't know if you know Roger he's a great lad um, he he's staying on a cruise ship for you know, God knows how much a night um, so the whole thing is and the whole thing um for me is you should be able to turn up to these things and just enjoy the experience. You haven't got to have tickets for the games because the, the, the magic of going to a, any away or just a world, a world cup or any away day is, is that kind of when you mingle with everybody, it's just great. And it doesn't matter if you haven't got a ticket, in my opinion, you can watch if you've got fan park or just watching it among all the, the population, it's just as good. Trust me. And you, yeah. cause you, you're in, you're, you're, you make friends, you know, it's just, yeah. just wrap it. Rapid legs. I know we're reaching the end of the show. Should we do predictions for Wednesday night and Saturday? Millwall at home and Stoke Black. Spectre. Okay. Spectre. <laughs> Keep fright on. Keep, Keep fright, fright on. on. Yeah. It's worse than mine, that is, Mark. I'm sorry, but... <laughs> no, no. Um, but Nick, it calls for, for the pumpkin, I think, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Nick, the one for you, mate, just just because everybody does it every week, but Dealey had a bowl of sweets. Dealey <laughs> 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 Dilly had a bowl of sweets. Oh, a bowl of pumpkins. A bowl of Bob the apples. A bowl of apples for Bob. <laughs> All right, then uh, predictions, Alan. Who's prediction? guilty for that one? 2-0 uh, uh, um, and 1-0. 2-0, 1-0. Uh, Craig? 2-0 um, and 2-0 to Blues two and nil. Nick? I'm going 3-0. 3-0. We ate Millwall and we ate Millwall. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go away. I'm going uh, to go play Saturday gonna, as well. Uh, 3-1. We'll beat Millwall 3-1 and we'll beat Stoke 1-0. 3-1-0. Uh, Paul, Paul? I'm going to go 2-1 Wednesday and 1-1 one, one on Saturday. 2-1 Wednesday, I see. Chris? Yeah, uh, I think Paul's got it right there. I think uh, I'll, I'll go 2-1 and a draw as well. Maybe 0-0 nil, nil Stoke, but mm. four points. Uh, no, no, no. Listen, Chris, mm. I live in between Stoke and Derby, we're going to knock seven collars out of them this week. So I want to eat a bag of chips. That's all they, that's all they ever eat in Stoke is chips. Sunday night chips. Okay. Okay. Sunday night chips. Right. Uh, right, John, do the outro, Nick. A bag of chips every time we beat Stoke. And I'm going to have looking a like, um, mungus portion. <laughs> looking, like, looking like Stone Johnny's. Right, ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Tilton Talk Show. We keep right on. We keep right to the end of the road. That road... End of the road, there it is. Single. <laughs> At some junction, our roads will come to an end. Give 
your heart, your life, and your soul to your football. I ain't joking. You know what? It's all that matters. Your football, but ladies and gentlemen, what beautiful people we've been with tonight. Chairman Board, Alan Wiley. Good night, everybody. Already it's crazy, Courtney. Sorry. Oh, losing my voice. Thank you, everyone. <laughs> Have a great night and look out for some fantastic details around and our I'm, charity I'm event. Uh, seriously, the, the costumes tonight have been awesome, I promise you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mark. Good night, everyone. Have a, have a good week. Um, you know, might see some of you at the Blues. Come and say hello. There's a couple of people said hello on the other night. So, yeah, take, take care, everyone. The bloke who I wish I could take his brain out and put it in my head. Oh, <laughs> Good night, everyone. Pleasure as always. And the best man at my wedding, my best friend ever in life. Because I'm not a blokey, blokey person, but I do love this guy loads. Chris Gooder. <laughs> <laughs> Just get it out. Get it around. By magic. Oh, look. Chris Brown, the man. Chris Brown. Good evening. Chill out. Is it by magic? Thanks again for hosting this, Chris. I know how much work you put into this in the background. I know how much work Craig does in the background and Watto does with his, his, his blogs and Mark does nothing. But... Mark does the bots on An absolute pleasure and a joy. Blue Nose, a proper Blue Nose, who is right up there in, in the journalistic... And, and reporting and, and, and TV punditry and one thing and all that. Chris Gooder, great boy. Woo, woo, Lovely woo, man. Woo. God bless you, mate. You live in Windsor. Thanks for inviting me. Where's Chris? You live in Windsor, Chris? Yeah, down south. Normally, yeah. you know, around this part. Posh bit. You're in the sink down there, don't you? <laughs> What's that? I bet you I say, you're that posh. You'll get out of the bathtub and we in the sink down there. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that, yeah. <laughs> Chris, can join us anytime, mate. You're a blue. Yeah, man. listen, been, been really enjoyed it. Thanks a lot. We love you, what more can we say?